Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Hey there, Beach Babe. Yeah, that's what you should be calling me. Y'all. <laughs> wow, so we're back. Hey, you're back. I've been back. <laughs> Officially, I don't know, two hours ago, landed in STL. And, oh, look at this. This is gross. 38. Yeah, that's that's warm compared to here. It's fucking freezing here. Yeah, that's freezing compared to Laguna Beach. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, look at you. You're all suntanned. I don't know what you're wearing, but when you first came on, I thought you had a scarf on. I was like, yeah. come on, that's overkill. Well, when you go from 70 to what is that? What is it? 38, you need a scarf. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot sure. to adjust to. Yeah. All right. How do you feel though? You feel good to be home? Um, I do. I feel, um, you know, like healthy uh, physically and mentally and rested. rested. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. You're all zen out. <laughs> I know. I think when you, so I think it was 19 days because we left on the 12th. So vacation. Maybe one of the days was travel. So it doesn't really count, but basically 19 days off of work anyway. Um, yeah. But I'll tell I you mean, this. You worked while you were gone. You did emails. I did, you know, and I, I think it wasn't like a total, you know how we've talked about this before when you really disconnect. I did, I never got to do that. Honestly, never truly really disconnect because yeah, maybe a little bit on the weekends I did, but during the week, no, because you just got to keep, you know, keep up with it. But I'm not complaining because like it was only a, an hour, well, maybe more like two hours, three hours at the most. I tried yeah. to like ignore it during the afternoon. If I got an email like, oh, look, I'll just get it tomorrow. But it was too hard. I, I, yeah, usually I saw you take them. a few calls in Long Beach. I did, you know, but that's just how it works. That, that, yeah, you got fine. to. Yeah, that's got cool. Um, but it basically consisted of waking up, coffee, little pool time, <laughs> break, you know, take a break from the pool for a little bit of lunch. And then uh, we would go on a hike um, on sounds, sounds awful. the Pacific Ocean, like cliffs there was 80 foot cliffs and then there was the beach down here and we'd walk down and up and mm -hmm. tide pools that kind of stuff you know cool yeah um i wish I'm you were there i'm happy for you man i sent you a lot of pics wow all the mm -hmm. sunset pics mm -hmm. <laughs> i did last night wasn't it last night i think mm -hmm. it was i sent you a, a beautiful sunset you said, all, I, all i got was wish you were here sunset <laughs> But I am back in STL. I got up at, look, I'm usually not all here. I usually have trouble speaking, right? We all, everybody knows this. If today's a little bit worse, it's because I'm, I'm on like two, maybe three hours of sleep at the most. <clears throat> okay. Well, you're just going to have to pull together, bud. So come at me, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I have an excuse. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. What's uh, what's going on over in New York? You got a nor'easter? I didn't get any of it. <laughs> Went right around us. Well, thankfully. Yeah, you've had enough. I think you don't need that right now. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to call the plows. I don't want to shovel. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back up here. 
you bought a um, a quad with a shovel. Quad with a shovel. With a oh, with a plow. Yeah, I just fucking gas it and hold a <laughs> shovel in one hand. That would be fun, actually. That's something I would no, probably I'd rip do my arm day. off. Um, no, a plow. I mean, sorry, a quad with a plow. And what? Why would you call a plow? I don't get it. Because so I never got is... a plow on it. Because mm-hmm. of COVID. When I got it, I called Polaris to put a plow on it, and they didn't have any, and I haven't heard one back yet. So it's just sitting in my garage with a half an hour of time on it, ready should, to be ridden in the summer. We need to take it out. Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna I just pay a buddy like 50 bucks to plow the whole parking lot. Well, let me remind you that real men plow their own plow. Re- real men. <laughs> it's a quote. It's a good, it's a good quote for your tombstone. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. What else? What else is going on up there? Not a whole lot. Um, normal work week. Nothing crazy. Uh, it's definitely unbipping a little bit. Oh, good. Yeah. Unbipped. Not um, totally unbipped. You're just you're no, saying it's like still un- slightly unbipped. Less bipped. less bippage. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Sold the uh, Sidewinder. Dude, me too. High five. Up, High fives high five. for that. Oh, yeah. Um, I got to meet the the the, uh, the guy and the company that bought mine at Long Beach. Yeah, we yep. hung out. Mm-hmm. Now the problem is, is getting it on, like crating it up and shipping it. To oh, you people. haven't got rid of it yet? No, it's here. I haven't either. He's coming. He's coming on Wednesday to pick it up. Um. So I got to like clean it and put, I actually have brand new pallet rubber for the pallets. So I'm going to change that out. So he basically has a brand new press. That's really cool of you. Yeah. I, just um, feel, I feel better giving somebody, I hate selling you shit because you know, you bought you shit before and then you get it and you're like, Oh, this sucks. This doesn't work. Does. I'd rather like clean it, polish it, fucking put new shit on it and be like, Hey dude, have fun. Well, you know, I think you and me are cut from the same, pair, the of same underwear. pair of underwear because I, uh, we ordered $108, one zero eight, like $108 worth of parts from them and our, for our, uh, for the manual that I sold, because there's a couple of little tiny things that we want to make perfect, you know, that were, that were working, but we just want to make them work better Yeah, yeah. because yeah, you know what he should they, they should get a press that works. You know? They're starting their print journey. Do you want to make it harder for them or do you want to be a fucking bro and help them out? I want to be a fucking bro. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You're happy. Um, so, <laughs> well, when the balls drop one day, then, then you'll fully yeah, be there. Fully be there. But yeah, I mean, that that's a, that's a big deal. And the thing is, is though, we have to have a solution for, tagging before that thing goes you know what i mean like what are you gonna mm. do the funny thing is i had a whole conversation with tyler from tc about this on thursday or friday and uh we were talking about the same thing we were talking about tags and he asked me for my uh we have like a vector layout that we send to customers so they could pick from because we've like tested the fonts and tested like you know all the thicknesses of everything to make sure they would print well and they would do well and they would be seen from you know feet away and all this other stuff and he was talking about how 
they used to print them and then they used to order them and then everything else. And now he said that stalls basically is doing what Supercolor was doing, where they're doing DTF transfers. He was telling me about how they like will gang them for you and like all this other stuff and costs. So I think that's the route that he's going to go is he's just going to order them. Um, like when the customer places the order, order the transfers, get them in time. And then, you know, DTF transfers come out super clean and they will print on, they'll go on fleece and tees and everything else. I love so it. I was like, you know what? I might just fucking start doing that too. Like, cause you, you know, your cost, that was his thing is like, if you order them, you know, your cost on them. Like if you print them, you don't necessarily know because the amount of time it takes and the amount of spoilage, or if you didn't do a good pass or you didn't powder it enough, or it's not sticking. I guess. I guess I like, um, so I really like that solution. And I thought of that too, only uh, Supercolor doesn't, they won't let you gain. So no, but it stalls will. I didn't know that. So now I do. Yeah. So that was, that's a big deal. So thank you, yeah. TC. Yeah. Right. Tyler's, Tyler's the man when it comes to brainstorming. I love him. Yeah. You know, I only He's saw him cuddly. for like about two seconds in Long Beach. I, know. I, don't I know wish why. it was longer. Yeah, so I think we um, just need to fly out to TC's shop and hang out for a couple of days. There you go. Fly here because I heard he's coming here like in a in a week or two. He might be. He texted me about it. So why don't you come? Why don't you come on over? Yeah, I'll just come over and we'll all um, like we'll BBQ or and we'll okay. But we'll take a hot tub, you know. Some struggle snuggles. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I fly to Orlando on Friday. Weird. Yeah. I thought you just said you're coming here. I am after I get back. Well, I'm going to Disney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I tried to talk you out of that, mm-hmm. and I wish I but, wish you did. But you're such a good dad, you know, because your kids—they must love you so much. They do. Yeah, that's surprising, but it's it's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah, they they like taking advantage of that. <laughs> Is it for a week or what? Yeah. From Friday to the following Saturday. So a week and a day. Well, it just occurred to me that you've basically been giving me shit for like a week since I've been gone. Mm-hmm. Now look at you. Look at you. Hmm. Hmm. How do they, what's the saying? The pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> hmm? Yeah, that's what this is. You're, <laughs> you're fucking on a beach for how many days? 19 days. Uh, Just you and JoJo. You're going to fucking Florida. Yeah, I'm going to Florida with two kids to run around on a hot blacktop mm-hmm. and do rides that I can't ride. Most so vacation. I just stand there with a fanny pack and watch the kids ride things. It's quality family time. You're mm-hmm. you're you're bonding, and you're going to be in Florida. It's beautiful weather. No complaints. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Looks like looks like you're just we are cut from the same pair of underwear. Right. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think the shop's happy to have you back? Or are they like, fuck Andy's back? Well, one, they don't know. It's Sunday. Oh, they didn't know you're going to be, you're going to walk in tomorrow and be like. Um, they probably um, figure I'll be here tomorrow, but they probably don't want me to be. I right. mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Boss is um, I decided though that tomorrow I'm, when like when I when I get here in the morning, I'm gonna I'm just coming into my office. I have all kinds of work to do in here, you know, and I'm just kind of sort of just spend ninety percent of my time in the office. I'm not gonna go out there, you know, like you know, boss man in it. Poking fingers, yeah. No, I'm not gonna do it. Just gonna 
It's going to chill in here. I don't know about chill, but I'm going to, I'm going to do work in my office, you know, type, 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 um, call, you know, I have an interview tomorrow also. Yeah. Where are you interviewing? I have two, I have one interview tomorrow and then I have one interview Tuesday. For? QC, quality control, which by the way, I got so much fucking shit and I got so much love for that job posting. And maybe we can talk about that in the episode because I have a very interesting observation and we should, um, we should yeah. cover it. We should cover yeah. it for, it's going to take, in other words, it's going to take more than just a few minutes. And I think that we only have a few minutes left before we, for our guest um, shows. And so maybe we save it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Tell me about that hat. I want to say Mr. Wheeler made that. Oh uh, yeah. Buddy Josh Grizzly Wheeler uh, made these patches and mm-hmm. I told him I wanted the patch and not the hat because I have a gigantic head and I only have specific hats that fit my head. So I bought this hat specifically for this patch and then uh, hand sewed it on. Hand sewed it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, you're saying they're not adhesive backed? Mm-hmm. Okay. Josh sews all his patches on. That's better. I, 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 mean, I don't have that ability. So I uh, had that hand sewn. Bye. Lindsay did it. Oh. Yeah. That's sweet of her. She loves at the, you too. At the craft store next door. Okay. Yeah. Man, you're just surrounded by love up there. People <laughs> that take care of you. It's a good thing. Yep, that's it. Um, hey. Hey. What do what do you call two monkeys who share an Amazon account? I don't know. Primates. <laughs> I only have one because I loved it so much. I'm like, right. that's all I need. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want to bring it with anymore. I thought that would be the, that would be enough. Yeah. Mine's not that great either. So don't, don't, don't worry about it. What do you mean? Not that great. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yours was great. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay. It was so good. Well, you said either. You said mine's not that great either. So in other words. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. So yours isn't that great. Right. Okay. <laughs> what what did you call the Greek philosopher? What did the Greek philosopher name his screen printing shop? Mm, this is a good one. Did Scott write this? Mm-mm. You wrote it? Mm-mm. You have it has to be. There, there's no dad <laughs> joke out there that ends with call his screen printing shop. There's just not. I found it on so, the internet. No, bullshit. Okay, so let me see. Uh can I can you please say the joke again? The, ask the question again. What did the Greek philosopher name his screen printing shop? Hmm. Fuck. I don't know. I want Socr- to know, Socrates. <laughs> that was not out on the internet. No way. <laughs> yes, it was. You made it up. Just it's no. cool if you did. Like, we're not going to make fun of you. Everybody will. It's I didn't okay. make it up. I can't take credit for it. I don't want to lie. That shit's out there. It's on it's all not. the top. It's on all the top dad jokes. It's not. It's not forums. And that's fine. That's okay. It's on the message boards. Mm. It's like top of Reddit. <laughs> Last week, we did the Frank button, and it just felt like I was cheating. It felt like yeah, it was. You know, just didn't feel right. Didn't feel the same. And so, I think we really, really need to do this. We got to make up for it. In other words, yeah, we want to okay. say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Frank Button. Sorry, bud. 
I missed you. Mm-hmm. And um, well, there it is. Ready for this? Whoops, I almost dropped it. I'm ready. I'm the question is if you are ready. Fucking born ready, always. That was a good one. It was really good. Yeah. I had to make up for it. I'm proud of you. Well, cleaning. Oops, that's that's not Frank. Oh god, and you fucked it up. Well, rusty. I actually was just out in the shop and I realized my uh palette of screens to send back to frank for restretches is getting pretty fucking same beefy. i w- i want to like take a picture well, i gotta get mine. mine out first then so that no, mine no, no, gets no, done no. before you well i'm close to shipping anyway so you good luck and he also would just do mine first of course mm-hmm. obviously, obviously for that shirt kong special that nobody asked for <laughs> he said a couple of people did he said a couple couple people asked for that mm-hmm. but so if you don't know the shirt show Shirt show, shirt Kong special. It's the um, it's thin thread with a little bit of that the caulk, the caulking, mm-hmm. all around the inside. Because just just like you would assume, if you call and ask for the shirt Kong special, it's just going to be a little bit of caulk. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so it all starts with a screen, and whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com. F F F F F rank.com or great fucking screens.com. Exactly. It's easy, yep. easy as that. And talking about easy, cleaning <laughs> screens is no fun, but easy way makes it funner. You're such a fucking <laughs> car salesman. <laughs> um, their line of eco friendly chemicals will help you keep your screens and your shop clean. Check them out at easyway.com. Easyway. It's the easiest way. Sure as shit is. Sure as shit is. Alex great and people, I. Great people Alex, over there. I don't know if you saw this, but Alex and I touched chests and stomachs. I did. I saw a lot of things from Alex. Mm, yeah. They're, they're that, locked that in ha- there. It happened. <laughs> um, Action Engineering makes a ton of accessories printers need. Go to actionengineering.com to have a look. Then use shirt show at checkout and get a one-time discount of 15% off. And speaking of, did you happen to see Eric's posts on Facebook over the last couple of days about the new shit that action's making? Uh, I saw a fan. I saw one with blower. I saw the fan. That looks super rad. I saw there have a job cart with the pallet holders underneath it. And I also saw he had a squeegee cutter. Oh, I did see the squeegee cutter. Yeah, everybody yeah. needs one of those. Because and the funny thing is, is someone commented, uh, "Will it round corners?" And he said, "Now it will." So I'm wondering if when it cuts, it's got like a straight and then a curve. So no, when you cut the no. blade; it'll cut it. No, it can't. You know how they round corners there, and how we do it here if we have to is with a little like a sandpaper Dremel looking thing with a. Oh yeah, I guess a sander. Yeah, you just yeah. You go, but I'm wondering if the cutting blade when it comes down could just be curved, like no. straight to curve. Why not? It doesn't. Okay, well, hold on. Just think about this because that'll round the corners at the at each end, but it's not gonna. No, one side. Why wouldn't it? No. No. Okay. I don't know. I mean, Eric is great, an action engineer. If if anybody (laughs) can think of a way to make it work, it's action engineering. That's true. Good point. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Dylan, give me one sentence to describe Monarch Inc. Does exactly what I think it should do. Yeah, that's close. That's not exactly what you normally say, but it but it works. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And, you know, and what I mean by that stupid ass statement is that you, when you buy something, when you invest time and money into it, you want it to do exactly what it says it's going to do and not compromise on certain things. So when I know that my team is going to go out and mix an ink, it's going to be right and it's going to be opaque and it's going to be soft and it's going to do exactly what you fucking want it to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I say monarch inks do exactly what they say they're going to do, it's because that's what it is. It's doing what exactly what I want it to do without compromise. So ink better, print better, be better. Live moss. Monarch. Monarch. Tiny class. Or something else. Oh mm-hmm. fuck. I forgot to tell you this part. So um Two years ago, we when we went to Long Beach and then we had the other like 18-day vacation, yes. you know, mm-hmm. we, um, on our, like the last day, we went to Costa Mesa, went to this restaurant because it like came up as like the hottest new restaurant in Costa Mesa. And we're like, we this is us. Like, this is our, this is our jam. We got to, we got to try it out. Went there, loved it and knew one day we'd make it back. And guess what? While we were in Laguna, Laguna is only maybe 20 minutes from Costa Mesa. We went there three times. And the three. server knew who you were. They were like, hey, we saw you last year. Here's a big well, discount. Here's like a creme brulee. <laughs> that does sound delicious. We didn't have creme brulee, brulee, but we did have an ice cream called, um, it was like this uh, 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 gelato rolled in pistachio. That crust. sounds like a cat turd and cat litter. It's that's what it is. Uh, they described it to you as something else, but what they did is they got a cat turd out of the litter box and gave it to you. Um, false. I don't want to defame their delicious. So the restaurant, if you live in the LA area, go to Costa Mesa and go to Trenta, T R E N T A. It's fabulous. And better yet, the guy who helped us uh, day one was. Um, we just like shattered it up, right? We got to know him. His name's Gio or G- Giorgiano, but he goes by Gio as his DJ name. Because why? He's not a DJ now. He's not a DJ now. He was a famous DJ in like the 90s, house music. And so uh, we went there the next night. Actually, we went two nights in a row and then we had a few nights where we didn't. And then we went back last and night. Then for you had a, and then you hired him out to DJ at your hotel room? We did. And here's here's a little bit here's a little bit of that uh here's some audio from that night you got some geo on there oh yeah brother dude is that a picture of him there he is uh, uh there he is now i hope that's not can you hear it wow it, it sounds really good i couldn't i couldn't assume hey, why he's working at a fucking restaurant now dylan shut the fuck up and listen to this for a minute can you hear it or is, or is Zoom cutting it out? All I hear is fucking. It sounds like a fork on the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh. you hear that? Oh, he really switched it up. Did he hit yeah. the uh, <laughs> did he hit the fucking uh, demo button on a fucking Casio? You're not very nice, are you? 
this oh. guy um, played all the clubs, he all the whole LA scene. In Fucking fact, Turkey Club, the Arby's. The, the most beautiful part of his story is he went to Miami playing a club there, sees this beautiful woman across the room, marries her. Yeah. Yeah. More like threw That's her in happened. the back of his van and she's no. missing. That's not true. <laughs> she's. <laughs> It's not true. And in fact, she has, I don't know what she, how, what she does for a living, but she's going to something like Minneapolis. Trying to um, rub duct tape off of her chair. Shut the fuck up. Let me listen to this story for a second. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yeah. She's going to Minneapolis. This is a fascinating story. She's going to I Minneapolis, um, maybe like in a week or two. And then she's going to St. Louis and Gio's uh, invited to come here. And I told him I'd take care of him. Okay. So cool. maybe, maybe when you. Because he's um, homeless. None of this is true. Like you're making up. Why won't you just let me uh, have bask in the glory of meeting like this world really famous cool... Geo? <laughs> okay, next. Here we're moving on. Succeeded. Yeah. Can you stretch? Because I'm getting. No, we haven't introduce... done it in a while. Oh yeah. You know what you're supposed to do? Go like this. Push your, give yourself like a double chin. Push that chin back. Right. Like this? Go, you know, because right now. What are you doing? What kind of stretches are you doing? Well, I typically sit like a little bit forward with my, like leaning forward. With you my do neck. these stretches? You're, I feel like you're doing. So I went, so I went to the chiropractor and he said, here's what we got to do 50 Gave times a day. See that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you have a special chiropractor. <laughs> I turned the lights off and it was, I don't know. I thought it felt good. I, um, okay. Anyway, you ready? <laughs> you yeah. get stretched? Because okay, I've got. Not, I'm afraid now. I'm afraid to have to go to a chiropractor and make him have him make me do things. You're in a mood today, aren't you? Oh, God, yes. Um. Today we've got Cool Carl with two L's. C- Josh Hooper. A R L L. And he is from Sunday Cool out of Florida. His videos have millions of views and are all created for the benefit of youth ministries across the globe. Go check them out. They're hilarious. And some of them are, I guess, a little more serious. Some of them, though, are crazy hilarious. Like you've, he does spoofs. Like he did the, did you see the Snatch one? The spoof, yeah, no, yeah. I've seen and then he had one. That, <laughs> did you see the authority water by chance? One I can't remember. So it's like a water. It's like he has like a bottle of water, and it just says authority water. And it's like if your kids aren't listening to you, you know, you just drink this, and then I know his videos are great. You've got to see it. Yeah, it's really it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, well, okay, like why are we talking to him? Well, they print T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they print T-shirts for, I think, faith-based stuff. Very niche-driven. Did I get that right? Sure. It's proved like you're not going to shit on it? No. Okay. Why would I? I'm not that kind of guy. No. No, you're very supportive. Like, here's the thing. Like, I think you look great. I love that hat. It's great color Thanks. on you. Thanks. I love the camo. Right. You look like you're, you've got some sleep, like way more than me. I did get some sleep last night. I'm going to take a little sippy sip. Oh, a little sippers? We're going to go. Then we're going to go. Okay. Joshy, Dilly, and Andy. I like it. Mm. Has a ring. 
Look, he's outside. <laughs> Yo. Yo. What up? Look at this beautiful weather you're in. Good old uh, sunny Florida. Yeah, I wish I could do that here. But I would well, you're going to. Next week, in fact, you're going to be in Florida. How close is Orlando to where was it you're, at, you're from in Florida? We are in uh, Tavares, which is like 40 minutes north of Orlando. So he's, he's more northern. So he's colder than Orlando. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like the northerners. <laughs> right. How's it going, going, guys? Good. How's it going with you? Good. Very is good. That, is that a lake behind you? Is the water? It is. Yeah, I'm at my uh, parents' house right now oh. doing a little little den-den. Nice. And we're interrupting? Actually this way. No, not at all. Are you going to eat while we talk? That would be awesome. I could. <laughs> It's a boiled hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so the funny, the funny thing is, he's wearing like a thick hoodie or a Carhartt, and I would be in like t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> well, it is uh, fifty-five degrees right now, so oh. it's like our uh, our um, this is our winter. Yeah, that's not that's not too warm. So it's not bad. It's like, I'd, I'd take it like, right now, though. It's like ten here. So where where are you guys at? I'm in upstate New York and Andy's in okay. St. Louis. I've been Dang. in St. Louis for about three hours because I just came from California where it was way, way nicer. So I haven't adjusted yet. Mm. Nice. <clears throat> what part so, of uh, upstate New York? Uh, the closest thing I can ever tell anybody is Cornell University or like Syracuse or something like that. Okay, my mom is from a. Uh, do you know Skinny Atlas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from there. So the lake. Yeah, the Finger Lakes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's cool. me, ma. And she moved to Florida, or she did move to Florida when she was in like uh, middle school, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she didn't get the full life experience up here with the wonderful cold. She got she got enough of it to never want <laughs> to like, go back. This. So right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so yeah. What's going on, man? How's uh, how's work? It's great. Yeah, super uh, dope. A while ago, I don't know how long ago now, probably maybe a year, two years ago, my good buddy uh, Chris Tanner told me to check you guys out. Nice. And yeah, then I, Chris I called him. A, I called him a little while ago and he was watching football and his child was screaming. Uh, so I said, uh, Hey man, I'm going to let you go and talk to Josh. So. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is a old buddy. We go back probably, man, I don't even know, like probably 15 years or so. Yeah. He said, uh, working, I guess it was at your dad's shop was his first introduction to the screen printing world. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day when my dad owned another uh, screen printing company and then sold it and transitioned into Sunday Cool. Yeah. Can you yeah. Uh, can you tell us how that whole thing started? Like how you got involved in everything? Yeah, so uh, my daddy owns it. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> End of story. So I got a job. No, mm. um... Yeah, so he's been doing screen printing. He started, uh, it was called Youth Stuff. He started that in 1996. Dang. 
So I was five years old, six, five, four, five. Around there. Five. Yeah, around there. <laughs> and so um, I always grew up around screen printing and stuff. And um, I think it was like 10 when I started like working at the the shop being the catcher. Um, and I did that pretty much every summer. And then uh, do what? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a time. Here's my brother's over here. He's He's the one that actually knows everything about screen printing. But um, you guys should probably interview him. <laughs> but uh, well, he but can yeah, jump in so, here too. But you're, it seems like um, uh, I guess your role is is marketing. It is, is yeah, is, is so, my guess. Yeah, so that's what it transitioned to. So, long story short, my dad sold you stuff uh, like a year out of me being out of high school, two thousand eleven nine. Yeah. So I was just finishing high school. He sold it um, and went off and did a whole bunch of other stuff. And then so he sold it at a good time then. Cause that was like what recession time when me and Andy both started. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he did not make out well though. He, um, um, some business stuff led to uh, not the best of times, but me and my brother, and my dad started a small contract screen printing shop and we called it outhouse tees and the catch yeah where shirts happen so <laughs> we, we didn't we try to we are a um family of puns i guess i was gonna say um yeah now you said that that shop that you guys started was contract only primarily yeah so um my dad was still under non-compete so he gave the business to me and my brother right and he would basically like loop us into like these big deals of um i don't know if you know pure flicks it's a big like christian um film industry Mm -hmm. um so they did like the god's not dead all those kinds of movies so that was primarily who we printed for was these big big movies so we do runs of fifteen thousand, twenty thousand shirts or whatever it was me my brother this dude named robbie and uh, yeah who works for m and r now um, and so we were just kind of running this for about two years, two, three years. And, and then, where was this? What did you guys get a whole shop or anything? Or was it like in the garage? Yeah, we we, uh, had a little, it was probably like a 4,000 square foot shop, um, in Mount Dora, Florida. And so we were doing that for probably two to three years. And then my dad wanted to get back into it. So he started Sunday. So his, cool. his non-compete ended, I'm guessing. Yeah, it ended. And, um, so he acquired outhouse tees and, uh, we've just been blowing up ever since. Yeah. So now we are Sunday cool tees. Yeah. That's what Chris was saying. He said that he couldn't believe like how, like the growth you guys have had since then, like it's been. Yeah. Um, it was last year we were on the, uh, Inc 5,000, uh, top 100 fastest growing, uh, small businesses which is wow. crazy. We're, what were number 93? Where were we? 98. 98. Was that, um, that, so, you know, growth, like fast growth is tough. I've noticed some, uh, there's been a few times we, we grew too fast. Like if you double, for example, that's, that's really hard to, 
to maintain sanity and everything else about your shop. Cause we did that happened to us once. I was like, wait, we can't, we can't do that again. We have to slow it down, you know? Um, yeah. and so did that, that same hat, like kind of thing happen to you with that, with that sort of growth? It was, it's, it's continuing to grow. Um, but it's been very, very difficult. Um, I feel like my dad has aged probably 20 years faster than he should have. Um, but we slowly have been putting the right people in place to um, keep up with the growth. It's been super hard though. It's been fun, but like very draining and like people's positions are constantly changing within somebody cool just because we literally have been doubling every year. Like our first year we did like a little over a million. Uh, second year we did 3 million such and such and such. So like this year we're projected for 15 plus or whatever. And this is year, it's a year five. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to our fifth year. You guys are like ultra niche driven though. Like you're, you're straight up doing like churches and youth groups and all that other stuff. Like, is that attributed to like the whole marketing thing with like cool Carl and all of that, as far as like getting out there to most of those? Yeah. So our niche is the, the church realm. Um, my dad used to be a youth pastor when I was a little kid. And then uh, the way he got involved was he started doing uh, calendars. So he would make custom calendars for people. But he realized that people only buy, buy calendars one month a year, pretty much. <laughs> and so he started taking their pictures and putting them on T-shirts. And then as a youth pastor, he was like, man, it would just be way easier just to make my own T-shirts. Right. And so that's where... Uh, youth stuff was born and um now how did he so, yeah, market th- how did he market that to other churches though like how do you get especially back then when it's not like social media and internet and stuff like how are you just like growing the church market yeah there's there's a there's a couple of conventions a year for the like youth pastors and stuff and so that was the main uh plug-in to the this niche was going to these conventions with all these youth pastors. There's one, uh, it's called YS, which is youth specialties. And back in the day, I mean, it was probably like three to 5,000 youth pastors in the nation come to this convention. And so he would set up a booth and it's a really funny story. His first year at, uh, YS, the youth specialties convention, they literally had like, they had just started like a couple months ago, him and his buddy, uh, Chip, who was the artist at that time, but they try to show that they're capable of printing a lot of tea. So they had just a ton of empty cardboard boxes that they found in dumpsters and made them look like they're fools. And they had like maybe 10 shirts. So they just like had them like hanging over the edge. And <laughs> so like, it was just all those boxes of shirts. Yeah. 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 So like, look how many shirts we have. Like we can do this for you. Um, so yeah, my dad's super smart with business, like dummy smart. Um, and I'm just really good at YouTube videos. So, so you're, um, so you start it back up. He sells the, you know, the original company and then starts back up. And were they, um, were you there at the initial startup of that, that second time around or were the cynical, he, Yeah. And were you making videos back then or was it doubling because of the conventions or, um, the conferences, or was it a combination of everything? So what happened was I was working in production doing um, the screen printing. No, I wasn't 
working the machine. My brother's the screen printing genius, but I was, I was mainly doing like quality control and all that stuff. And I was just kind of tired of it because it's been my entire life. And so I went to my dad and I was just like, I'm not really, I don't want to do screen printing anymore. Like I want to do like, uh, apply my talents otherwhere. And he suggested me just, um, he's like, why don't you just like make a commercial for Sunday cool? Like do something funny. I said, like, like you and me come up with like a character. And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess like whatever. And so I put on a sweater. I threw on some glasses. I'm like, my name's Carl. I'm like, is that, does that work? And he's like, yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> it sounds like the shittiest idea up front. <laughs> yeah, like, sweater like, glasses. Hey, I'm Carl. Can I do this? Can I do this job now? Yeah. But it was Carl <laughs> with two L's, which made us different. Right. Um, but I just started making videos. And um, at the beginning, I was making a video as this character for each client that had a job. So we'd have like, I don't know, First Baptist of Nashville and we'd print their job and then I would make a video holding their shirt like, hey, we're so excited that we got to print your job. And like, I would say something funny. So I started doing that and people were like sharing it all over Facebook. And then um, it was going pretty good. But I'm, I told my dad, I'm like, I just, I kind of just want to like make funny stuff that involves nothing to do with t-shirts. Right. And so he's like, give it a shot. And so I made a video called like really bad youth group names or something. And so like a lot of youth groups, they like, um, like abbreviate their name or whatever. So I did like, um, uh, was it first United, um, Christ kingdom or whatever. <laughs> so, so like, um, which, which was a real youth group name. So like, um, so I did this whole, I did this whole video of really bad youth group names and it blew up. And then, um, this personality that I created, like, was like the main focus of all youth groups and stuff. And it had nothing to do with t-shirts, but every week they would show the, the Carl videos to the youth group, which in turn really helped Sunday cool with sales. So oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it, it really was not a, um, it's not like this, like elaborate plan to where it's like, let's create this character so we can infiltrate the youth groups. I was just like, I just want to make funny videos. Right. It just spiraled out. Yeah. And it in turn help us go viral in the sense of in the church community. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's what well, I do. It's funny. I, that's kind of like how I got onto you was watching. I think it was just, well, you have like a cool Carl Instagram. That's not yeah. Sunday cool. So I think I mm -hmm. followed that one first. And then I was watching a bunch of those videos, but even now, like on Sunday cools, most of them aren't necessarily about t-shirts. They're just about like, yeah. was it you and the, another guy? Is his name Andy? Andy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you and Andy now are like two perfect for the, like together. Like, I feel like you guys are like, Oh yeah. You know? Uh, but it's been, it's been great. And it's funny cause it just, like you said, it just makes that niche know about you and want to work with you because they just want to like be involved with that with cool car yeah yeah it's kind of i mean the longer i've done it the more i realize that it's like 
you can almost like build a trust because there's like a face to the company right. as opposed to just like a logo. There's like a personality and like something that people can trust. Yeah. Like a culture that's just like, like, yeah, of course we want you to do our business. Um, because like there's a face, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's like the perfect kind of marketing because if you are marketing a, let's say for like vans or something, and you just talk about the shoe, like, Hey, we're vans, check out these shoes. Well, you could do that, I suppose. Right. Or you can just show somebody skating, you know, and then yeah, it happens to be that they're wearing vans. Exactly. Know? So like you, the way you did it is, is fantastic. And I don't know, did you start out and they were great or is it something that you learned? I mean, did you have a background in, um, in video, you know, videography and did just, or acting or whatever, you know, a com- comedy too? No, I, I was just a really weird kid growing up <laughs> and <laughs> would pretend to be other people. Some people would call that a uh, schizophrenia, but I call it marketing, marketing genius. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I mean, in high school, I like, with Snapchat and stuff, I would always do these like characters and like send it to my friends and like whatever, just like a little whatever. I don't even know. Like I would play this. You were like, like, a, German a, like guy. a vine kid that made all the funny vines. Yeah, but my friends always loved it. So I'm like, I can do this for a lot of people. So I just started doing it and then just throw the Sunday cool logo at the end and it drives in business. Right, right. Now, are you guys also doubling down on the convention thing? Because it seems like being that niche, you can definitely capitalize on like doing these conventions and having a big Sunday cool booth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We I mean, COVID has been weird with the conventions, but we just went to our first convention um, uh, like two weeks ago. No, last week we were in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee at a convention and first Baptist convention. But all I do is I literally put on a sweater and there's a line of people that just want to take a picture with me. And like, as they're waiting in line, uh, our people that they're like the sales team or whatever, get to talk to them about their short orders and stuff. So. So cool. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's really weird. (laughs) Is that, is that like, is that like biting you in the ass at all? Like, are you getting like too much attention for it and not enough, in the direction you want it to be or is it kind of has it backfired on you at all not uh not at all i mean so there's if you want to talk about backfire um i came up with this character his name is brock and he's the cousin of carl but he's this uh supposed to represent like a gen z kid and so the one with the um, the reflective glasses yeah the the heat wave glasses okay yeah yeah um but i came up with this video um, which it was crazy. Cause I'm like, I was, I was in a, a Facebook group with all these youth pastors. They were talking about their kids are saying the weirdest things like this lingo that they literally don't understand. So I said, I'd be kind of funny to make a Gen Z translation video. Mm-hmm. And so I looked it up and just to see if anyone's done it. Cause I hate copying people with their content and no one had done anything of a Gen Z translation. And so I made this video and it went bonkers, like super wild. Like on YouTube right now, it's like over 3 million views. And like, it was like on the top page of Reddit for like a full day or two days or whatever. It just like went bananas. 
and which ultimately drove in more business. But then we got approached by a company to make a um, devotional that was a Gen Z translation devotional. And so me and Andy and the guy who you see in a lot of videos, we spent a lot of time, we came up with this really awesome devotional, but then it got the biggest backlash from like the very conservative uh, Christi Christianity or whatever of just like, you're translating the Bible. Or, like you're saying yeet and all this stuff, like this is sacrilegious. <laughs> and, um, but we had verses on the other page of like the actual translation, but that was a huge backlash, but ultimately drove in more business Sunday cool. Cause it was like right. everywhere in the Christian realm of like, these guys are whatever. But, and also, I mean, if you're trying to connect with youth, I mean, they can spot, you know, um, fake, like phoniness, I pretty easily. Oh, definitely. And, and, yeah. and here you bringing this and it's, uh, it's just a way to connect somebody that maybe isn't part of the, part of the church. And all of a sudden they see that and they're like, oh, well, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you're, you're it also is. geared, you're also going towards like the youth kids too, not necessarily like the, the 60 year old dad and mom at church. Like, oh yeah. Kinda... I mean, my ultimate goal with the videos is to make like teenagers laugh. Right. Like that's cause I just, I just want them to see that there's such a, like a stigma over Christianity of like, it's, I mean, cause the freaking Christian film industry has ruined Christianity in a sense of like, you can be funny and be a Christian and like have a sense of humor and it doesn't have to be in this like weird, like homeschool bubble of like, right, right. I I'm not allowed to say darn it, you know? <laughs> so I, my ultimate goal is to show people that you can be funny and be a Christian and be real. Yeah. And at the same time, I work for a t-shirt company, so you should consider ordering shirts from us. <laughs> Just whisper that at the end. You guys yeah. Because <laughs> that's how I get paid. <laughs> yeah so but it, i mean it's it's awesome because it obviously it's working like the marketing is working what else what else are you doing at sunday cool as i guess are in marketing now other than the videos because it seems like you guys put out a lot of videos but are you doing other things that are creative for yeah i mean for a while it was it was literally just me making the videos so the writing and the filming and the editing uh but since then i now have two dudes on my, my team or for the content team. Uh, Andy does the majority of the writing now. Um, he's Andrew, great too. Like, how did you come across him? He was a youth pastor and he loved the cool Carl videos and we met him at a convention. Um, and we offered him a job. And so he moved his whole family and life from Joplin, Missouri to central Florida, just to be a part of it. And it was the best decision ever. Cause he's like my best friend now. And like, he's hilarious. He like, is he's super so funny. funny. Like he's so good in all yeah. those videos. And he does that one. What is it? Where he's like the church lady with oh, like Karen. the blonde wig. Yeah. 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 Those ones are amazing. <laughs> yeah. Those are super fun. <laughs> those are the but, ones where I feel like you would be getting in trouble because I feel like the Karens of the church would be like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, de we definitely get some comments here and there, but we end up using those comments in our next video. So oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the, they're just supplying us with, um, writing material. Right. Right. But, so you guys um, are mostly focused on content. 
I didn't know if you were yeah. doing other initiatives or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously we speak into the actual marketing stuff. So like there's other aspects of like, uh, like our email blast and, uh, social media. And, uh, we try to do like, um, a yearly, um, mail out or whatever. So this year we did like a kind of like an interactive calendar. So each month you like scan it and it's a video of Carl explaining like, uh, the deal of the month or whatever, but like we add a humor element to it. So like mm-hmm. there's, we definitely do more than just YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, we're getting deeper into marketing and more like strategic marketing and stuff with our right. department. Now you guys have, like you said, grown like crazy with the, uh, being in that market. Are you seeing there being a ceiling anywhere where you've kind of got a lot of that market and you need to branch out more or are you? Yeah. Kind of just- yeah. We're definitely, there's definitely ceiling to everything. Um, especially with this market and we are, um, reaching out to different markets, but I mean, as of, I mean, we're still continuing to grow. So like we haven't fully hit that ceiling yet. Yeah. But, but maybe, maybe you are where you want to be. I mean, you know, right, that's what I was gonna say. Grown. do you want to keep going or do you want to just be like, dude, we've got, this many autos this many employees no yeah i mean my dad doesn't want to keep growing he's like my dad said he would be content with like four million a year with the the revenue for sunday cool but we're well well past that now so um it's more just keeping up with the demand so um we just hired on a new gm and she's awesome and um yeah, she, she has all ideas of bringing Sunday cool to other markets and stuff like Christian schools and all this stuff. So, yeah. And you guys are trying to stick with the Christian market. Not like, just like, what if somebody comes from the area that's just like a plumber and he like wants shirts? Can he- Oh yeah, we, we definitely do that. I mean, our, our bread and butter is the, the Christian realm, but like right. we do screen printing for construction sites how do they find um, you? So like you have a shop with a, with exposure from, from the street and like a retail showroom kind of thing or. Not um, really. I mean, we, we don't really have like a showroom. It's, it's pretty, um, they just, people walk in and like, we, we saw you online. Can we order shirts kind of thing? And they're like, yeah, that's not how we really do it, but okay. Um, but yeah. I mean, they just, the internet is, and right. it's a lot to do with the videos. Like a lot of people see the videos that me and my team have created and look us up and be like, Oh, they do screen printing. Like I own a construction site. So well, the, I need funny part, the funny thing is too, is like, I feel like if you're doing a good job at the merch for a church, it's kind of like when you do live printing at a big event where you're at a crowd of people that are in tons of different industries. You know what I mean? Like you're doing it for a church, but in that church is like all kinds of business owners. You know what I mean? And they're like, Oh, they asked the church, like, where did you get the merch done? And then they get their merch done. So I feel like that would only just exponentially grow your market of printing for anybody in it, you know, anything. Yeah. So I feel like that's just got to help so much more as well. Like in the faces of all these people. Definitely. I mean, cause you, yeah, you also like what you said, like the church, is also filled with just people that have their own small businesses and like right. our, our, um, our key piece to 
why we've been so successful is that we are a pretty exclusive water-based ink facility that print on super soft tees. And so like soft and soft, it's just like the, the boomers dreams like, Oh, it's so soft. (laughs) I love that you said that because you know, it's not just one thing. Like you can do, you can have these videos and they could be funny and, and really popular, but But the printing sucks. But yeah, you order some, (laughs) you order some shirts and you receive and you're like, man, this is terrible. Like you guys don't know what you're doing. Forget it. Like, and then all of a sudden you get bad reviews. So you have to have the whole package really. I mean, you have to, which is really, really tough, you know? And so I think a lot of people, um, their questions, um, are mine often is too like, okay, so, so, okay, fine. Like you, let's say you have the talent to make this video and you actually are funny and it's a good video. Okay. Well, you can, you can publish that video on YouTube, or I guess you could put it on your website, but that doesn't mean anybody's going to even watch it. And so how did, how did you get so that, you know, how did you distribute it and how did you make it so that people started following you? And, um, obviously, or normally anyway, it doesn't, it's not just like the first video. It takes, it takes a lot of them. And so how long did it take before you, you, you know, had a following <clears throat> and where did you, where did you publish them? Like, how did people find them? Yeah. So it was, um, I created a profile on Facebook and his name is Carl Hooper, which is my last name. And there's, there's like really like four really big youth ministry groups on Facebook that contain like 15,000, 20,000 youth pastors. And I would just film these really stupid videos that youth pastors love because they're primarily a really dorky group, which I love. They're so fun and they laugh at anything. And so I just started posting videos on these groups and that's when it took off and then made a YouTube channel and Instagram and all this stuff to back it all up. So all those people from these youth, these youth pastor groups went to our YouTube and like, the kids love the videos so they would go subscribe to our YouTube and our our TikTok now. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was mainly the, the, the youth pastor groups on Facebook that really helped launch the, the video stuff. People would like it and I guess they would share it, you know? And so it got all this traction. Yeah. What are you, what are you finding are the best? I mean, you're a good ask for this. doesn't really have to do anything with cool Carl or whatever, but like, what are you finding is the best marketing now on like social media wise? Is it TikTok? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? That's working really well for you. Um, Facebook is trash now. Facebook's the worst. I've noticed because our so our typical average um, on the the Facebook with the videos and stuff was like um, it was typically like maybe like twenty thousand, thirty thousand a week or whatever, or per video or whatever. Um, but as of late, we have not changed a single thing and it's averaging maybe 1500 views a video. And that's and unboosted? All the, like you never boost yeah, those Yeah, unboosted. Videos. So it's, it's a, it's a pay to play kind of thing. Um, Instagram was awesome for a minute. So when they introduced reels, they're pushing our stuff like crazy. Um, but TikTok is really the, the the bread and butter of marketing right now, in my opinion, because that's just what everyone, because I mean, Instagram's trying to keep up with TikTok now. So they're just pushing these reels, but they're- It makes total sense because 
TikTok is younger, you know, and if that's where you're, yeah. that's your what target, are you, you know, like your demo. What are you doing yeah. on TikTok to, are you doing anything special or are you just posting consistently or are you using hashtags or anything or is, is, there, yeah, hashtags, is there a method to it for you? Hashtags are critical. Um, uh, the research that one of our, our dudes on our team has done that like tick, TikTok algorithm to be ahead of everyone and to stay in front of people, it's not doable in my opinion. It's to post three to four videos a day. And that's just like, no one can do that unless yeah, you make yeah. just trash content. Right. And I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, um, like, I just, I want my content to look really good. And like, right. I don't want to like settle for just trash content just to stay in front of people. So we're trying to, so every Wednesday, so we release a video every Wednesday and it's typically like three minutes long or whatever. So what we've been doing is taking our three minute video and breaking it down Flips. to two or three parts. So we can post that at least three to four times a week. And just to keep that consistency going, but consistency is the key to social media, right. which is draining, but well, that's what I was going to ask you is if you could go back to your old videos before you were on TikTok and maybe like put those up or like, like you said, break them up into like smaller chunks because you're not posting a three minute video on TikTok. You're posting. Yeah. You know. I mean, and the, our content has changed too, like within the past year, because kids don't really want to watch skits so much as they want to watch just like jumpy, bum, 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 like cut, 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 like right. this, like constant feeding of laughter so we've done a lot of videos we call them super cuts to where there's not there's there's a theme to the video but really it's just cut up to where it's like super quick to where it's not even like a pause because that's like what gets people's attention are so, you filming um are you shooting that with just like an iphone or no like we we have pretty nice equipment i mean we have like we just got a um Sony FX3, which is one of their newer um, um, mirrorless cinema cameras or whatever. So it shoots in 4K. And so, I mean, we shoot on pretty nice stuff because that's just me. I just like the stuff to look nice, yeah, yeah. you know. So, are you feeling, after all this time, are you still feeling motivated to do these? Or are you just like, this is my job. I just want to do them. Yeah, I, I, I go through seasons to where I, I feel like pretty burnt out on... Um, keeping up with especially uh, a lot of my thing is like when the video views are like going down so i'm just like this sucks like i don't even know what i'm doing anymore but um it's it's not even our content it's the way these social media platforms change their algorithm constantly um but, right, but it's just like i feel like in the beginning you were doing it because that's what you wanted to do and it was like something you were pumped on and then eventually it turns into like you said now you've got like two guys under you that are like, Hey, we need to put out this content. And then you've got someone doing research. That's like, yeah, we got to put out four videos a day in order to make this relevant. And you're just like, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, I've come, I'm, I'm slowly transitioning into a bigger role within the marketing at Sunday cool. Um, so I'm, I'm really boosting up the team below me to kind of like continue to carry the, the funny content aspects. Cause I just, I really want to like continue to really do research and test on 
different ways to market or like strategically market stuff. Cause well, I think Andy's, what we Andy's did, been doing his own videos. Like you're not even in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I've been like really pushing him and I, I'm boosting him up just cause he's so funny. Like, right. Like it doesn't like my goal is to like, it doesn't have to be my face on every video. Like I, I just, at the end, I mean, I have to like approve the videos cause like I have a very, I'm pretty controlling of like, I feel like the video should look like this, feel like this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andy, he's kind of on the same wavelength as me. So like he's, he's been the best to work with. I have uh, I have a couple questions, but first how I saw the one where you spoof snatch the movie snatch. Um, oh yeah. Like a couple a couple times maybe even yeah how did you did you like study that accent or was are you just does that come easy for you because you i think you nailed it and He's in florida. Like everyone did everyone did not just <laughs> yeah. you like all four guys did yeah no i've i've always loved doing accents like even as a kid like i've like i said that if anyone put a uh recorder in my truck they would think i'm a psychopath because i'm just constantly <laughs> going over accents and stuff but yeah, I, I love doing accents and fortunately I've been blessed with being able to pull it off. So how, how many sweaters do you own? A lot. We have a whole, <laughs> we have a whole wall in my office of sweaters. Are and people sending you red sweaters? They used to a lot, but, um, recently I've been trying to like pull the, the Carl out of videos just so I can like dive into other types of comedy or whatever. Well, so I was going to say, um, I've seen a lot of videos where you're trying to do different characters, not just necessarily Carl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, 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 I definitely got burnt out on Carl. Cause I'm just like, you can only take this character so far. Mm-hmm. Cause he's just this weird hippie country boy that wears a sweater and has a very like one type of humor i'm like mm-hmm. i have more to offer in the humor level so i'm like i want to start introducing more characters I think you can totally do that though because like i follow do you know who ed bassmaster is oh yeah i mean i love him and he has probably he might have more than 10 different characters you know and they all yeah. are are actually like really different but still so funny each each one so I mean, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's a good idea just to keep it fresh. I like it. Um, I agree. Oh, go, Dylan, do you have a question? Because I have another one that's going to be way different. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine's a little different. But I've. I, are you doing speaking events at all? Like, are you going around as Carl and doing any speaking or anything? No, not at all. Because I am super introverted and I have like crippling stage fright. So <laughs> I I don't do that at all. Andy is a full on extrovert that loves talking in front of people. Mm-hmm. So he actually does a ton of speaking events. Well, I was going to ask but, because, um, you know, people like, like Johnny cupcakes go up and they do the story, you know what I mean? He goes to, he gets paid tons of money to go to these, you know, like business conferences and all this other stuff where he just talks about how he grew his business and this is how he did it. And he does the whole thing. But at the end, it's always about Johnny cupcakes. You know what I mean? It's like, my merch is out front and, you know, I have the whole spread and it gets you to know the brand. And then everyone who leaves that conference or whatever is like, 
I know Johnny Cupcakes now and, you know, it just furthers the brand. So I didn't know if like you were going to do that for Sunday Cool where you you can go speak at this thing. But I, no, yeah. it sounds I mean, like pro- I, would, I would say it eventually, like I've done like a couple of speaking engagements, um, but it like I feel like it ages me five years every time I do it. <laughs> like I end up like throwing up in a trash can before going out on stage. I'm the same but way. Like I do this. Way, yeah, this actually, I do not like yeah. being on stage in front of people and like Dylan talking. and I just did that actually at Long Beach. Yeah, we and it was a, uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it like the first um kind of leading up to it, right? Maybe the first five minutes that I that I walked up on stage, I was nervous. But once we started talking, it's I don't even think about it and it's fine. Yeah. But afterwards, I like crash. Like I don't I don't oh, yeah. like I need to be by myself, basically. Well, the funny thing is we can sit, the three of us right now could sit here and talk and we can have a conversation, but we all know in the back of our minds, like this is still going to be edited and it's going to be put together nicely and all this other stuff. It's like, if this was live, I would probably try to be a step ahead of myself thinking of what I'm going to say. So I don't sound like an asshole. Yeah, um, still like a couple thousand people are going to listen to it and it's out there forever. Yeah, like I don't it's care about still, that though. Yeah. They're not they're not sitting right here being like <laughs> Ooh, like they're, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're in um, their underwear so, at their house. So speaking of editing, can I go pee real quick? Yeah, yeah. Take a break. Yeah. That's, a, that's the reason I said yeah. up. Intermission. So, Take us with you. Yeah. You Why go okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is kind of an off question from what we were talking about, but real quick, how how do you guys deal with uh like air conditioning there at the shop. Do you guys have it? Is it fully AC or is it just doors open? No, no. (laughs) We, we just got an AC installed in our uh, shop this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like with those dryers running, I mean, it gets dummy hot in there. Um, And the 125. Yeah. So my brother just said like in the summer, we had 125. So plastic's all gelling. Yeah. <laughs> no, he yeah. says. Well, he you're doing water based. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, kind of mean? back to the production part. You know, you said you were doubling. So you had. Are you still in the original building, or when you were doubling and you had to add, you know, part, you know, like team and also equipment? Did you have to move a few times? I mean, how do you pull that off? Yeah. So we were in that the original outhouse warehouse, which was four thousand square feet, but we bought a shop down the road and fully renovated it, and that's. It's, it was 10,000 square feet with office and warehouse. And we just, at, we built another warehouse to host a, a, um, is it a six color? Yeah. Six color. Yeah, and then a two single press. And so we had that in our other warehouse. We got two pre runners. Dude, bring My your brother in on this. He's just like off on the side. Here, here come. <laughs> oh, and now he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys didn't have to leave. I didn't. I don't know what happened. Is this working? There we go. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, my brother. Oh, look he at can this. answer. He can answer all the. Yeah. Yeah, like as you know, we kind of know what it's like to grow. We have we've been growing for I guess ten years at this point. Though we're sort of maxed out unless we add. We would have to add a second shift, or we'd have to come in on weekends and things like that, which nobody really likes doing, and so. Uh, I'm sure yeah. growing at that pace, you probably had to do some of those long days and, and Saturdays and Sundays and things like that. But oh, yeah. how was it, you know, how did you manage along the way to um, add p- to your team so fast and train people? Um, or did you contract out some work because it just came too fast? I mean, what did you, how'd you do it? 
Yeah. So a lot of our, like, so it was really hard where, cause like central Florida is huge, you know, for screen printing, it's one of the biggest, but, um, we're, you know, just North of central, like Orlando and stuff. And so a lot of our employees, like we'd get them in young, they've never seen a screen print press. Like they've never seen anything like it. And so we had to train up a ton of people. And so like a lot of it was just like aggressive training. Um, and we did do second shift stuff like that. We tried contract printing, all that kind of stuff. And contract printing is so hard to like outsource and find somebody that maintained quality of the turnaround. Especially with water-based printing. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, they're only used to like fossil. And so I, I went into, there's one dude that was not far from us and he was awesome, like willing to learn how to do water-based, but I had to literally bring him, you know, a five gallon of white discharge, like, you know, and just like teach him how to do it. Like the formulas, like, you know, how do you coat your screens, like all that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> he saved us on a few jobs, but most of it was just training people and just working really long shifts and, you know, so most of it, like we invested mostly in equipment, like just, automation. That's how we, yeah, just automation. That was the only thing we could do that made sense because, you know, it's a hire on, you know, to bring people in that had experience with that, you know, was just impossible to find that. Yeah. You couldn't find and, it. Yeah. And so most of it was an equipment and then just us heavily training people. Do you have like a, like a, a training method now, or do you have like structure to that? Or is it more just like put them on press with somebody else and that person trains them as they go? Yeah, we, we did it first. So it, it really started like, okay, you start and reclaim, like learn, right? you know, what a, what a screen is, you know, to start. And then we'd move you to catching, we'd move you to the press, stuff like that. So, but Honestly, we don't really have much of like a written out method. There, there should be more like SOPs around it. But I mean, honestly, like it is just when you find that talent, like, like, oh, this dude's got a knack for it. You know, like right. you just you put them on press and, you know, they're going to start unloading stuff like that. And then like. And who looks out, out for that? Who discovers that talent then? Is that you that you're out on? Are you on the production floor that you can recognize and say, okay, wait a second, this person, this guy or this girl, you know, they have a knack for it, just like you said. And because um, I do the same thing, if I ever see that and, and I want to, I want to get them off of that entry level position and then promote them uh, with compensation, obviously adjustment too, and get them into a spot where they're going to actually succeed and help us even more, you know, because it happens all the time here anyway, because they start off yeah. in that spot because you have no idea when you interview somebody, if they're really gonna, even if, no, even if they're here for a trial, they just are, don't know. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I, I was for sure. I was like heavily involved on the floor, like ran the floor, um, you know, receiving shipping, everything in between. Um, but I've not as much anymore. Like it's gotten to a point, I think, Josh kind of spoke into like how big Sunday cool is growing, you know? So like, 
even though we grew up in a shop and like I am passionate about screen printing, like it's gone beyond me, you know? And, um, but so what are you focused on now then? Mine's like new technology. So like we have, um, we just got a huge like HP latex printer. So we're doing stickers in house now. Um, I just had roll in last week, a, uh, epilogue laser engraver. So we're doing leather patches, stuff like that. So that's like R and D is basically what right. I do now, which is, it's pretty, I mean, I love it. Like, who did you find to do your role? Like, did you find somebody within your company or did you bring somebody from outside? Yeah. So it was actually <laughs> one of the dudes. I, um, his name's Tyler, but I, um, I brought him up just, he started in the reclaim. I used to work at a little craft beer bar, but, um, so he worked with me and stuff and he, uh, got let go and needed a job. So I brought him up like screen printing, taught him everything, but he just had a knack for like technical managing people, but also just like got hands on and really learned screen printing, like all that. And so he, he kind of grew up in it. Um, I'm going back and forth, but, um, we had supervisors that we trained up that to answer your original question, like they're the ones that kind of identify that now. So we have some guys that are hands on that work it every day. And they're the ones that like, Hey, like this dude's got a knack for it. Like Mm -hmm. really gets it really understands what they're doing. Like they understand it. And so with your, with your guys' yeah. growth, what are you looking at as far as print like technology? Are you just buying a, more autos and more dryers, or are you looking at like newer style autos or different manufacturers, or are you looking into the digital area at all as far as like hybrid printing or anything like that? Yeah, so uh, I guess I'm kind of a purist sometimes. Like I do, like I get a little bit old school with like. I don't know how I feel about like DTG and stuff like that. Right. You know, but, um, but like that technology is advancing so much, right. I see a benefit for that. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, there's a time and a place for technology to like help us out. Um, and so we, we haven't invested heavily into automation as far as like, DTG or like digital squeegee or anything like that, but it's, it's coming very soon for us. Um, which I don't, yeah, we haven't yet, but it's most of the, most of the graphics though, that I saw you guys were printing weren't multicolor. Right. And that's, yeah, but we do get into, um, you know, vacation Bible school, like BBS Mm -hmm. and stuff. We do that there. Yeah. Yeah, they're like stupidly like like crazy colors, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think there is like a place for digital squeegee with us that I'm really intrigued by because you know, you can lay down a base and just do like name drops, you know? So we can print the same exact image, but there's just like name drop in it. So like whenever somebody comes yeah. to us for a BB, VBS, we usually knock it down to one color. It just tends to be because there, you, like you said, there's just so many colors, and so we're like, look, well, it can cost this much, or we can do it for yeah. for this. Yeah, which I mean, normally our 
our art team, which we have, how many artists do we have? I think we have six. Yeah, so. we have six in-house artists now. Um, so they come up with like templates every year. So they, they take the like crazy like BBS and knock it down to like four or five colors, whatever it is. That's something I was going to ask you is being in such a niche market and seeing trends and seeing all this stuff. Do you guys make basically design templates for people where they can come in and be like, I want a one B and put my church name on it. Yeah. Yeah. So we we do like a three, three types of art or whatever. So we do our own in-house templates. We do customer supplied art and then we do just completely custom art that, Right. Like, I, I want a lion eating a snake that's on fire that's also surfing it seems like that would be a standard template at this point yeah i i think so i think it should be <laughs> right <laughs> yeah well that's what i mean like i feel like we do a lot of uh like construction stuff too and i feel like you see the same stuff over and over again where it's like dude all right, I get it. The peaks of some houses with your company name and a crossing hammers and like the phone number. It's like, can you, can I just sell that to you and just put your font on there and be done with it? Cause yeah. So you guys, you guys have to do a lot of that then. Is that like all something that you guys offer like on your website or is it something that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and what sucks is that everyone thinks that they're an artist, especially when ordering t-shirts. So it gets weird and complicated for artists, but right. it's, it's a pretty cool service that we provide for, um, now are you guys do you whatever guys charging for art or is that something that's kind of yeah. included yeah. for you guys? Yeah. We do an hourly charge for custom art and stuff like that. Okay. And then we do a fee for template design and stuff. So yeah, template and customer supplied art. We do like just a base chart, you know, for separations and, all that kind of stuff. Like if we have to tweak it, we'll do that. So you, you mentioned when you were kids or Joshy, you mainly did when you were a kid, like you loved, or you liked it pulling a squeegee or you, or you actually caught shirts or whatever you did when you were 10. Did you think it was cool was, then? Josh hated it. Yeah. I wouldn't say I liked it. I was, <laughs> I was, I was forced. That to was my like question. This. So, so like, did your dad, um, first of all, did he pay you for that? Or was it just like, Hey, this is your chores. And it depended um, on the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, uh, there's one year my uncle was running operations and he's like, I'll pay you at the end of the summer. And we, <laughs> me and Taylor never got paid. So, well, but I, yeah. I used to pay my kid in like a video game or something. Like he would work yeah. like all weekend or whatever. And then we'd go and buy a new game or something like that. But you got paid um, with food and uh, a place to sleep. <laughs> right. Exactly. Raw <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? Um, like and so <laughs> like you never, so you're saying like, you didn't think it was cool when you were young and like, at what point did it, did you come back to it? And you're like, Hey, you know what? I really do like this. It's pretty rad. Like I want to, this is something I could do. He's not and there we're, yet. And we're, I'm, <laughs> I'm still not there. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, Taylor's there. I, I, I think it's, I, I do. I think it's cool screen printing just because that's i think it's just like when you grow it's like when you live in your own hometown and it's like i just want to go do other stuff because you get so sick of your hometown but when you leave your hometown when you come back it's just like i love my hometown kind of thing i've done that exact thing yeah i just did it i just did it yeah so that's kind of like me with screen printing is like i grew up with it literally my entire life so i'm like i hate screen printing (laughs) 
this is stupid. But like when I remove myself from it and go back, it's just like, I know it, you know, you know screen printing. You just don't love the actual physical act of screen printing. Yeah, I like uh, making up British accents and filming myself. Well, it's kind of funny. Like, it worked out, obviously. Like, your brother's really good at the screen printing, and you're fucking really good at marketing. So, like, it obviously worked out for you to be like, Dad, I don't want to do this. Can I do something else? And then, like, yeah, I feel like your part of that kind of blew up the screen printing. You know what I mean? It's not like you just, like, slightly assisted. Yeah, and I, I really do thank my dad, though, for uh quote unquote forcing us to do screen printing as kids because it did teach us like really good work ethics and like it was a trade a yeah business and a trade that like not a lot of kids get to grow up with. Right. Um, 100%. So that's yeah. cool. You said your dad like, is like a business whiz is like he teaching you guys a lot of that stuff to where when he wants to not do it anymore you can kind of take over or how's that sure. gonna work? Definitely for sure. Yeah so me and my brother and we have a little sister. It's like my dad is this like epitome of just like or like all inclusive, like just a real good businessman that works hard. And it's like each one of us kids has like an aspect of him. So like I'm really yeah. good at like the creative like marketing side. Taylor's really good at like um like the operations, but entrepreneurship. Um, and my little sister is just like the most strategic person ever. So like we all learned aspects of business through him, but none of us possess all of who my dad is. So <laughs> we all can have to work together or we're screwed. Does it, does it work out that the, um, the middle child is the clown, like the class clown type? Is that I think so. supposed to go? Obviously. Yeah. We're the most neglected. Yeah. So <laughs> do you guys all have to have long hair? Yeah, it's it's part of our cult. So. <laughs> It'd be better if your sister had like sh- a shaved head. Yeah, <laughs> if she's wearing a robe in the background. <laughs> right. So, yeah. to, th- this is a question for each of you. What, where do you guys see things going in the future, as far as like your videos and Carl and all this stuff? And then, where do you see? production going because we said there was a ceiling or you want to finally get to a spot where you're like, all right, enough is enough. We got enough building. We got enough presses. We got enough employees. Where do you guys see things going in the next like five years? Yeah. From the video side, um, I could see, I mean, we've, it's kind of been in the works of my department kind of eventually branching off and becoming its own LLC for like a video production housing site. So we, so my department right now, we make like video uh, curriculum for like some kids ministry stuff. Um, and we get like paid gigs where we get like a couple of months ago, we fled to Colorado for a, a youth ministry event and like filmed four videos and got paid for that. So like I eventually see my, my side of stuff turning into its own like video production for yeah. the church market. Yeah. that'd be Cause huge. that's what I'm passionate about and good at. Um, so yeah, that's for me. For Taylor, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think operations, it's like constantly just like, how do I keep up with this? You know, like, yeah, we, we, we're growing so fast. But I mean, for me, I'm, I'm super fortunate now where I've kind of stepped into this role of like, all right, like operations going, you know, the day to day. But for operations, we really, it's just like, what's next? What's next? Like, how can we be experimental? Like, what does the industry want? Like, what do they, 
like not know what they want, you know? And so right. like, that's, that's been fun for me is to like, yeah, just new technology and experimenting. Like yeah. I get to experiment like all day and I love yeah. it. And so I think that's what's next for us or at least for me is um like, yeah, just playing with stuff and then figuring out how to put it in operationally. Like how do we maintain that GP, you know, like, like, Oh yeah, we can do all this cool shit, but like, what's, can we like maintain GP on it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, that's the fun part for me. So I think that's what's next, you know, for us, it's just new technology and expanding to, you know, the West coast, like potentially setting up a, a shop and like, Texas or something like that. That's a good, you know, yeah, that's a, where, that's a good question is, you know, is that hurting you at all with being in that market with having, I'm sure you have a lot of churches that want to work with you guys that are all over the U S or yeah. is that a hindrance on some people that have churches in like, you know, Washington or California or whatever, like, would it be better to have yeah. a branch over there? You can yeah, hire me. Um, if you want to open one in Laguna <laughs> beach, you can hire me and I'll run that one. Right on. My, not, my yeah, new favorite I mean, part of the world. Yeah, we're FedEx's uh, like one of uh, we're one of FedEx's favorite customers because we do like same day or uh, next day shipping to California. So we do a lot of that. I was gonna say like a lot of it. It wasn't <laughs> why though. Big, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Well, one of our things at Sunday Cool is we do a seventy-two hour turnaround. So after your art is approved, we print and ship within seventy-two hours. That's but, crazy. You know, yeah, youth pastors are notorious for ordering her stuff last minute. So as an example, my wife, she's one of the sales heads at Sunday cool. She had a camp that's in Tampa. So that's easier, but they, she called on Wednesday afternoons. Like, Hey, I need this, this, and this by Friday at three. Yeah, she needed like 200 shirts. And so, so that's, that's stock, a I guess you stock a lot of oh, yeah. like uh, blank shirts we or something a, or a huge, huge inventory. Like, no. We just got a new warehouse for just a house inventory. So yeah, we just leased a 8,000 square foot warehouse for, I guess the advantage they have is that you know what color shirt it's going on, because if you have these yeah. stock designs, you're like, okay, well look, it's going to go on this, this or this. And you can just right. inventory that. Whereas it's not as custom, you know, with like, like I am. Yeah. Was that your, was that your dad's idea to be like, all right, we're going to do a 72 hour turnaround. That's been his get go from day one is like, what's going to set us apart. And back in the day, it was a 72 hour turnaround. Um, and there's now whatever 50 other Christian industry screen printers. Mm -hmm. So what's going to set us apart again. And that is water-based printing on a, mm -hmm. our own garment. And so that plus the 72 hour turnaround is what has set yeah, us apart just, for us at like inventory stuff it just like guarantees that like we can maintain that because we just we buy in bulk everything and it makes our, sense more yeah. because if you're if you're telling me like the shirts are already there so you don't have to, you're not waiting on receiving any shirts right a lot of the art and the graphics is half are, the battle nowadays that's half the battle and then yeah. i guess the graphics getting it approved it's already you know they're, they're choosing a design and all you're doing is maybe proofing the name well, not always but yeah not always, but you know, yeah. Um, and then you ship within 72 hours, I guess that's, and then that's on them if they want to need, if they want it overnighted or two day or ground Correct. or whatever. Sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, like opening up a West Coast shop for us, like, because yeah, we'll ship it in 72 hours, but how long does it take FedEx or UPS or like USPS a five day ship to get to it California? There? Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's probably our next step is just like going out West Coast because then it's like, all right, so we're one or two day from Florida or we can go West Coast, then we're one or two day ship because like Josh said, like youth pastors are notorious for being like procrastinators and mm-hmm. like I need it like this weekend, dude. Like I messed up, didn't place my order. Like Now be honest, how often does that not happen? Where they're like, I need it for an event or we have at church this weekend and it doesn't show up. Oh, dude, like our schedule is based on, we have like when it sort of has to go and then we like live on like must have dates. Yeah. So like, like this church, like we have no buffer date, like they have to have it on this date or like they will not come back. Now, do you so guys, when, I, I feel like with the 72 hour thing and like, you know, they need it for a thing like that weekend. Do you automatically have like a business buffer day where your must have yeah. date is actually the day before it actually has to ship out just so you have that 24 yeah. hour buffer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're, you're always going to mess something up in production. Right. And I'm not trying to put on you guys. Like we're both definitely no, no. guilty of like shit happens and like, it doesn't get there sometimes. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, yeah. most of the time it's you ship it out on time and then UPS or whatever has a weather delay and then <laughs> yeah. you're just yeah. screwed. But the customer doesn't care about the UPS thing. It's on you. They look at you yeah. and like it didn't oh, show yeah. up. No, for sure. And that's, I mean, COVID really screwed us with that. With like, uh, I'm not going to sit here and call out FedEx, but like, FedEx really screwed us over, you know, with like hitting those must-have dates. And yeah. We just, this is who we are as a company is like, we make it right for customers. And so if FedEx wasn't going to get there on time and it hadn't, we shipped it on time. Like we did everything correct. Like we still would like reprint that job and like next, next day, yeah. just to make sure they had it on time. And mm-hmm. so they would get, you know, double the shirts. That's but, huge. Like, Cause that's expensive, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hugely expensive, but it's also, you get a customer out. for life too. Yeah. yeah it's, sure. it's like you spend that money in the moment, but then it comes back to you twofold. You know? So I've had, um, a Dylan, I talked to Dylan about this a minute, uh, when we were doing our, when we were chatting before we came on and, um, this happened to me uh, this week. And so, and I'm just curious if, if it like this is happening to your shop and also your shop, Dylan, because we have to yeah. hire somebody. So I had somebody put in two weeks in quality control. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess that's a good time of year to do it because we're getting ready to ramp up and get busy. So sure. um, let's, we, I got to figure this out now. And so um, the past few times that, I put like, I did a job post, I did it on Facebook. And so I, um, I think I thought it was really great because you can um, create this job post, you can um, kind of manage the job within it. And then also you can boost it and um, it reaches a lot of people. Um, I put on there what I thought was really good because so, so this is an entry level job, it's quality control. I listed the responsibilities. And I listed the compensation package. And so um, here in Missouri, I listed that it was for $15 an hour. 
um, full yeah. benefits, in, which include uh, health, vision, dental. Um, also includes PTO and six paid holidays. Entry level position. So like you don't have to have any experience. Um, sort of like what you guys talked about earlier, you come in here and we're going to cover training for you. Yeah. And, um, Missouri minimum wage, I don't know if I mentioned is $11, 15 cents. So it's well above minimum wage. And you want to um, California? I, I posted this in, um, uh, what, what is it in Florida minimum? Um, you know, what is that? Like, you have any idea? Like eight something. No, What's it's good that you guys don't know. <laughs> it is good because that means that means you pay well above, and we always right. do too. Basically, yeah. Yeah. we were paying double minimum wage for the longest time, and they've raised it recently a lot. Yeah, it um, went up crazy. But lately. but I posted that, and then I had some backlash because I had some people that first of all I got like sixty applications, which is great. But I had some backlash. I had a few comments that would say, "Okay, McDonald's wage," you know, and so yeah. Yeah, we're kind of all of a sudden there now. And I'm like, "Oh shit," you know, right. like what? I don't want to, I don't want to come off as a company that isn't fair, like isn't, doesn't pay a fair wage. And so I, I, I commented on there and I, I got like 50 something likes on my comment, but there was still, there's still these people out there that are like, wait a second, you know, you're, you're, you're telling me that you're hiring somebody and they're going to be, they're going to work at your company as a quality control tech. Yet you're only paying them 15. This is no good. That's a crummy wage or something. And so my favorite part know. of this whole story is Andy oh. texts me when I'm like in bed watching TV <laughs> and he says, check my Facebook. I just threw a haymaker on somebody. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I, I read, um, I, I, my initial thing was like, I, here's my comment. I'm just going to come, you know, like, I'm just going to, you know how you are. Sometimes your your gut, your instinct is to say something, and you're like, "Wait, wait, wait a second. I'm, oh, yeah. I don't want yeah, I don't yeah. want to say anything like that." And so, because right. um, it's our public, it's our company's. It's not my personal Facebook. I don't ever comment personally, but this is our company's yeah. Facebook, and I want to come across as this company that cares. And at the very bottom, I finished it by saying, um, "I always try to give more than I get in return um, yeah. with my team." With, with our customers and in my personal relationships. And I think that that, that kind of struck a chord and that meant a lot because I actually, that, that's, I'm sincere when I say that. Like I really do want to have, I want my team when, when, when somebody's working here, I want them to feel like that, oh, you know, I'm getting compensated, not just fairly, but maybe a little bit too good. Um, right. I, want it to, I want it to be in their favor because um, I just do. That's just how I am. Same thing with customers and same thing same thing with personal relationships. However, I didn't expect, like I didn't expect the $15 an hour deal with. I don't know why you didn't like expect that. It's fucking Facebook. Like there's yeah, always there's a dude. They had health insurance. I was going to say. There's always a dude who's say, just going to say something to say something. <laughs> dude, we, we've posted like there was a time and a place like, cause we are growing so rapidly. Like, so yeah, like our mantra is like training people, stuff like that. But there was a point where it's like, I'm an experienced screen printer because I'm like, I'm dying here. You know, like right. I can only train so fast. You need someone so to we, come in tomorrow that can just run this thing. Yeah, just like out of the gate. Can you can you load a shirt straight? Like, cool, you're hired. And um, yeah, so we posted something on a screen printer forum or something, and we got torn up. Like just like oh really like you're gonna pay them like 16 18 whatever it was we posted the four back then and they just tore us up like and we're like all right we'll 
take it down. Like, but like, like, the best part is that dude who says the dude who says stuff is probably like pantsless on his couch watching SpongeBob eating Cheetos, (laughs) like living off the government, and he's like, I ain't getting off my couch for less than twenty, and it's like, dude, yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I think the second thing too is like like this generation it's like they don't value the the trade that they learn either it's just like yeah you can work at mcdonald's for 15 an hour or you can work at a screen printing shop for 15 an hour but you're going to actually learn a trade to where you learn can a skill apply that yeah yeah but it's not even like it, it's also that but it's also like i mean i've watched both your guys shops like screen printing and stuff and like it's like to be a part of a growing company it's like why would i not like want to like go down to like you know 16 17 18 bucks an hour and like be a part of a growing company that like exactly is gonna take care of me like because like you just said most of the time you're you're promoting you know you're somebody's really good and they have a knack for it and next thing you know they're running a press or they're press they're press tech and they're getting way more than 15 but it but how are you supposed to just hire people in that you've never met that don't have any experience for like 50k a year and cross your fingers you know what I mean? Right. It's just, it's really tough, right? <clears throat> Especially in a job where if you do hire a new person, it takes them probably a year, year and a half to get like fully trained in that position where you're comfortable letting them just like do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. And you're like, okay, sure. cool. I have to invest at least like 60 grand into you to like hope it works out. Yeah. And you're going to screw a lot of stuff up. And like, that's, that's yeah. Yeah. But I am it. I, <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Like, so you hire people in, quality control right off the bat and train them up for that oh yeah i think um didn't you say your first your entry level was reclaim like that's the first spot you started that that was our like a little bit we we changed it up a little bit but i was just curious that philosophy um so i have in production anyway um, if you're going to be on press, ultimately you're going to be printing. Let's say no, the the first yeah. spot is like a press assistant or a press tech, you could call them. Right. And the press yeah. assistant, you know, they're just assisting the press operator, so they're they're learning how to um, load ink in or load, um, tear down, you know, squeegee flood bars, put squeegee flood bars in, offload yeah. shirts, and so they kind of just do that. They're around all that stuff for months and months, and then. Um, if they do have a knack for it, then of course we say, okay, hey, why don't you set up this one color? I mean. And it's not, um, and sometimes it's when the press op is there and we're just a little slower and then they can just, you know, switch it up and try it out. Other times it's when we're like, oh crap, like a couple people are out or on vacay and like, we don't have anybody. Yeah. Try setting out this one color and let's, let's, you know, go, go for it. But um, that's different than a, than a quality control, which are at the end of the dryer and they train in and that's just it. Like this ad sort of, this job posting sort of described it too, is that the quality control I've always found that somebody at quality quality control, they see a lot of what happens every single day. They see the yeah. prints, they see the 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 mistakes, they see the successes. And yeah. they're they have a like all of a sudden they're very good at maybe shipping and receiving. And so right. when there's downtime or when there's a press maybe that's, you know, we're waiting for an hour or whatever, they can go check in a job and that's like sort of like the next step up. And they can help yeah. with um shipping and receiving. I also, the, the most recent quality control that we hired was about maybe two, three months ago. And, um, she loves all of a sudden it turns out she loves embroidery. She's going to go over to embroidery here in about, um, maybe the next three to four weeks. And 
I already know, I'm confident that I can put her over there and she's going to succeed because she's done such a, like a killer job at the dryer. You know, you've already, you already know that they're responsible. They're on time. They're not like um, toxic to your, to the culture or anything. And, yeah. and they're like, Oh wait, she's going to work out great in embroidery. And that's where she wants to be. And so I'm going to put her there, but you know, so I think for sure for us, quality control is a, is a good entry level position because you can discover so much about that, that person and how, how much yeah. they, they want to, you know, they want to be here. For sure. Yeah. I wanna, that's what, I mean, scares me the most. Sorry to interrupt. No, but like, I mean, it scares me the most sometimes because we've like, we've started going towards that, you know, just like we'll start them out as a catcher and stuff like that. But we've like, and that's where we're having a hard time, like implementing like training and stuff like that. Cause like, they're also the last defense before it goes in a box, you right. know, and out to the customer. And so, that's where it is really hard because like you know if they if they don't know like what we're looking for and they box it up and then send it out it's like we're screwed you know do you have like, do you gotta, have uh two presses or more feeding a dryer so in other words at the end of the dryer yeah are there more than one qual qc um team members yeah yeah so we have two presses per dryer yeah but at the end of the dryer, do you have two people laying out or one? Person? Yeah. Yeah. We have two. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So we have it. So there's a quali quality control manager and he sort of manages the, the quality control people. And so when they're training in, I think that mm. um, maybe for the first, some people it's only like a week or two and they, and they just get it, you know, and they're, and they're good yeah. at it. And they understand that, wait a second, you know, I need to make sure that these shirts look good. Other people maybe need more like 30 days. And so then I have this, the certification thing that after 30 days we do this, like uh, this test to make sure that, you know, um, you know, your stuff. And then when they do in the, in the incentive to pass that certification is an is a raise. And so right. um, that's how, that's how we do it anyway, because you're right. You know, they're the last line of defense. They're the last eyes that see that shirt before they put it in the box packet and goes to the customer. And every once in a while, it still slips, slips through. I mean, I'm not going to say it's perfect, yeah. but every once in a while, yeah. we're like, yeah. oh, wow, I can't believe that you put that in a box. Like, this is crazy. Sure. The customer will send yeah. us a picture. And it's like, how did that happen? But yeah. um, most of the time, there. it works. <clears throat> yeah. I want to step back real quick. You guys were talking about how you, you're warehousing blanks. Is there a, is, are there specific blanks that you guys prefer and use all the time? Are there ones that you stay away from, uh, especially now with shortages? Or you're like let's like triple the amount of ordering for this so that we make sure that we have them in house. Yeah. And whatever. It's not really a trade secret, but like, so we warehouse Toltecs. Um, so we have, how many colors do we have now? I should do this. Um, but 10 or so. Yeah. We have like 10 colors of theirs, like all the O2O2s that we warehouse. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, that's it. That's all we wear. Which is getting ready to be SNS, right? No, it it's is. Yeah. 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 Oh, it, so, it happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. it happened. My yeah. favorite, so a, my favorite a, shirt of all time was yeah. the ELO, which mer merged into Tulta. You couldn't stand it? Well, no, my thing is, I hated it. I my hated thing is, is I, it <laughs> I love it because it fits my fucking weird body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little bit longer. And the sleeves are a little bit longer, but it has a tight neck. So like my personal shirt that I own, like I probably have like two drawers full of the same color of that tee because it fits me. 
Yeah, all all I like I hate well I shouldn't say I hate. Our customers don't listen to this. But like I don't like O two O twos at all, like personally wearing them, but like all I wear is comfort colors. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I wear. But but yeah, so O two O twos work tremendous for us and our customer base like loves them and that's what we we warehouse that but with the honestly with the the merger um sns kind of called us out on it like because we we had an agreement with tsc where they they inventoried a lot of this for us in georgia um and when they merged they basically said like hey you guys have a lot of inventory here. Do you want it or not? Cause we're, if not, we're going to release it to the public. And Oh, you had them so housing we, it for you. Yeah. 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 We, we had some in-house cause what we do is we, you know, they're all pull tags. And so we pull tags, you know, private label it with Sunday cool. Oh, so and you're so private labeling everything. Everything. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Our, our inventory line. You know, stuff that like customers want, like special shipped in, we don't we don't private label that. How are you private like, labeling them? Are you screen printing it or transferring or pad printing? Yeah, you know, we pad press, yeah. Yeah. So So which, you have a couple people we, just just pad printing tags. Yeah. On yeah, we have three pad pressers that just pad press all day. I just saw at uh, Long Beach, a pad press that I'm probably going to buy this week. Um, and it, it just Which works one? so great. Uh, Ink Cup, it was called? Yeah, have that's, that one? we have three of those. That's what we have. So do you have, um, my only concern is, is that, and I don't know how much fleece printing you do, is that there's, um, I don't think it looks quite as good on fleece. And then second. It, it um, doesn't. It doesn't. And then second, what no. about hoodies? Because the one I looked at, you couldn't really get that hood around. <clears throat> yeah, we all we private label is t-shirts. We don't do hoodies or sweaters or anything. How do you do that? It, it just leave it? Yeah, we just leave those as is. Mm-hmm. I You're mean, we, we call stock, it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just stock. Like, So we do inventory um, hoodies as well, but t-shirts is the only thing we private label and really push as our own private label. Are you feeling like the private labeling is helping you branding wise or is it just something? Absolutely. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's definitely because it's, it's our signature line and we will have customers that like, will have a Sunday cool shirt with a private label. And like, we just ordered, we tried to use our local vendor and they sent us this Toltec shirt and we hate it, but we love the Sunday cool shirt. And it's the exact same shirt. Same. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But it's yeah, the so same, it, it, there's, there's power in the name. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with a lot of people. Like, I mean, they do make them and it's whatever, but like, it's probably this very similar to something else is like, if you go to buy like a Carhartt, you know what I mean? There's all these customers that are like, I have to have Carhartt and they spend like all this money on it. When in reality, it's probably, very similar to, you know, something else, but they're willing to pay like way much, way more money just because it has the yeah. logo on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah branding power. Man. Yeah. That's all it is. I yeah. love this. What we're getting right now. It looks like you guys are like, mm. you know, you got the <laughs> fire on your face. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> this is, this is the, the cult of Sunday cool. Right. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. 
You're just going to fully pull your hood over in a minute? Yeah. <laughs> Start chanting. <laughs> you guys will join. Just wait okay. for it. Yeah, we will. Uh, let me just... There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I guess, do you guys see any trends in your market like that are going up or going down right now like uh, we we're all over the all over the place but for a while bands and stuff it was always like left chest and back for the church industry is it are you seeing anything constant now or is it we're fortunate because the church market one of our artists put it he's now our brand manager but he put it like put it in perspective of like the church market is typically like three years behind today's trends so like this like so in a sense we can always kind of stay ahead of the trends you know like we're we're prepared for what's next um but that i mean that's always been the case but it's weird now because the trends or the 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 gen z kids are now starting to become the youth pastors and like our main clientele and they're up and up with trends so like we've definitely definitely have seen a transition in yeah I, I would say from like operations perspective like you know weirdly like everyone wants to do like crazy multicolor and stuff like that but it has like the trend i've seen is actually going down to like these simplified like one color stuff which is um, funny because that is probably what happened three years ago yeah <laughs> <Literally. right. laughs> yeah yeah and so like just one colors is like killing it for us um which you know we're we're all about um mm-hmm. you know you can produce the crap out of that but yeah. um i was gonna say for us yeah. not that long ago it was puff it was like everyone wanted puff prints uh i'm so thankful like it's it is coming we're starting to get some requests but it's very few and far between good luck finding like, it even it, though it, the puff attitude i know i know <laughs> i know <laughs> it's not here either but um yeah Well, my question, I guess, more for you, Josh, being marketing wise, are you guys trying to find new trends, kind of like take those and market them to churches and be like, hey, you know, we don't just need you to come to us with your ideas. We can like show you like, hey, here's some stuff that you guys can come, you know, ahead of the game with. Um, Yeah. So like um, we started like a, a one off merch shop for the Cool Carl stuff where I've been trying to like um, kind of in a way show churches and youth pastors like, Hey, this is kind of like the trend of what your kids are liking. Mm-hmm. So we're doing more edgy. I wouldn't say edgy, but like just different prints. So like sleeve prints, like on long sleeves and like just one colored stuff, very illustrated. Um, but we've been kind of like testing the market with that. So like, it's almost like we're trying to like make the cool Carl store kind of like the, the test dummy, but also showing youth pastors like, Hey, this is what your kids are kind of into. Mm -hmm. So yeah. We've tried that where it's kind of like, it's our own merch, but it's also like a test store where like, if they want to buy a discharge print to try, they can order one and then they'll just have that shirt. Um, because people are always like, Oh, can I get a sample of this? Can I get a sample of this? And it's like, well, we're not going to sample your own stuff, but you can buy one of these. It's already printed this way, like discharge under base with plastol on top or discharge or water base or plastol. And it's like, they can order one and be like, 
all right, here's a physical sample I can hold and touch and feel and everything. Yeah. So. And we, we do that with Sunday cool. My dad's always done it, but we, we call it the wow box. Um, and so if we get a potential client or a lead in, we'll get their information and then send them our product. So it'll be our shirt with, um, the water-based print on it. Typically we try to do a multicolor so they can see that it's, there's like, there's no base to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we send like a sticker pack and we have these things called loot hoops, which is just like a fabric kind of like bracelet or whatever that we do. Um, and so we send it to them and they feel the product and we tell them to wash it. And so they can see if there's like no feel to the shirt. And then that's, that's our big hook is that they get right. the product in hand. So like, that's part of our marketing effort too, is just like sending the product to our clients before they even order from us. That's smart. Yeah. That's cool. And, uh, yeah. well, do you, do you have any questions for us at all? Uh, yeah. What, um, what's your, uh, biggest fear <laughs> right now is that this uh, fire seance you got going on is going to get worse. Yeah, it is. You just wait. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, as a, as a real question, I feel like just not succeeding in this. I mean, we've been doing it long enough and I'm comfortable now, but I feel like for the first five years, I was terrified of not making it. Yeah. But you guys, do you guys guys, feel comfortable now? You guys are making it. Yeah. Cranking out some really cool stuff. Yeah. We're making it now. We're okay. But yeah. When COVID came, it was kind of scary for the first two weeks, but we figured out a way around that. Did that really affect you guys, COVID? Like when it first started? We, Within one day, we lost 90% of our clientele. And so we went from the the biggest guys in the Christian screen printing industry to like, we have to, we had to lay off like 60% of our employees just to survive. And so my dad pivoted and he uh, created this campaign called Promote the Hope, uh, which was still involved screen printing, but it was a fundraiser platform so churches trying to raise funds for missions or just, just in general, just to uh, have tithe for the church members that were on staff, they, they would come to us, we would print their shirts and we made their own online web store and it was just one off. So we would ship directly to the people that bought the shirts. Right. So that was, that's ultimately what yeah, kept so we, us afloat. We did that, but also for like small businesses as well. Like that was. Oh yeah, yeah. Huge. Like, so we did like tattoo shops. We um, did a lot of tattoo shops. Yeah. But, um, so like tattoo artists that they they weren't allowed to have clients. Uh, they would open up a web store and it's like, hey, if you still want to continue to support me, support me, yeah, here's a shirt with my tattoo art on it. Go buy it. And so. Yeah, and we also like got into like you know, mass printing and stuff like that, which really helps us out. Do you guys dabble at all in like fulfillment services or not? Um, just we do, but for certain clientele, uh, they have to be, I hate to say like qualified or like big enough, but like to make, I agree with you. I feel like that's the only way you can do it is to get people that are qualified for it. Yeah. And so we're, we're wanting to expand it more. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely do it, but mm-hmm. very, very select few. Um, right. But we do it internally as well. Um, so yeah. Okay. 
Do you? I, uh, I, I was going to say one of my fears. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, have, okay. I have many uh, fears. Um, nice. Me too. But <laughs> I, um, and one of my bigger fears I faced today, actually, and that's flying. I flew from um, Long Beach back here to St. Louis, but I'm, I you didn't used to care about flying. It was fine. It was easy. You go to the airport and then you get on the plane and all is good. But now it's so crazy. Um, I think just the whole the anxiety they give me that TSA gives me is just like, is no fun, you know, because you have to oh, yeah. strip down basically. And I put my, I got busted today for both of my things. Like I had to go get you know, like three things. I got pulled aside. I did the full nude scan because we're in LA. Right. I did that. Yeah. And then I, and then I got pulled aside cause I forgot to take my watch off. I'm an idiot. That's my fault. Uh, and then they, <laughs> Joanne couldn't put everything back in her uh, luggage. And so she had me put some, um, hand lotion in my suitcase and they got flagged for that and like got oh, too big you can't use it just you man up it was your lotion fine, what <laughs> sure, sure that's fine and then um which was hilarious because i had a um i brought my mic along that looks like a bomb basically uh in nice. my suitcase. but they didn't care about that they cared about my lotion <laughs> Um, or Joanne's lotion. And then in yeah, my okay. suitcase, <laughs> my suitcase, they're like, do you have any, uh, do you happen to have a bottle of water in here? And I'm like, no, but maybe. And so they dug through that and there was all kinds of wires in there too, because I had headphones and chargers and laptops and everything. And then they, they pull out the bottle of water. Like that's the bad thing, you know, a clear <laughs> bottle of water. And they yeah. say, do you want to, you want to go check your bag or you want to throw this away? I'm like, <laughs> they don't want you to waterboard the pilot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I love, actually, it's the coolest thing ever flying. Cause when you take off, it's just so beautiful and it's fun and all that kind of stuff, but they just ruin it for me because now I'm scared. Somebody's going to blow up the plane, but, uh, that, so I have a fear of that <laughs> with water, <laughs> with water, um, watch, watch too many super, <laughs> super soaker commercials, I guess. <laughs> I mean, but I think that's a common fear because a lot of people do, but I, I do it anyway. Just, I just do it anyway. I just don't love it. Um, and then I would just say, cause I was, I was thinking about like, do my, do I have a fear of this place failing? Not really, because if it did, then it, it does. And I would just either do something else or just start over and then go, go make it work again, you know? But, um, ma mainly because now that I'm getting older, I have a fear of just the health of myself and, and my family because, yeah. I didn't mention this earlier on the show. So deep. But um, I will now um, because we were, I was in airplane mode, we land. And then my my phone, I turned it off of airplane mode. And all of a sudden I get like, um, it, it just gets lit up in my phone. I have um, a bunch of texts and it's from Joe's sisters. And her dad had a heart attack while we were in, in flying. And it was in surgery. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is um unreal and um she starts crying we get off the plane call her mom he's out of surgery got three stints it is doing great um said some prayers with her and then i came straight here because i might have to leave on a plane again tomorrow morning and so i wanted yeah. to to come do this and so yeah i mean for me anyway because that's i can control a lot in my life like i feel like i'm i'm in control of things you know for the most part um my decisions anyway, but when it comes to health, I'm, I'm sort of, um, helpless. And so, wow, that's, that's probably my fear. 
This is the deepest we've yeah. ever gone on this show. Yeah. I was going to say, my my fears are uh, communism and belly buttons, but I feel like that's Dude, inappropriate. I have a great belly button story. Just... <laughs> belly button story. Yeah, I I, I'm pretty sure I've told this belly button story before. But I had... I, yeah. Oh, you want to yeah. hear it? Okay, cool. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like 15 years ago, well, Brian, who works with me too, we he's been with me for forever. I had this like infection or like weird thing in my belly button where it was like leaky and like pussy and gross. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, he was like on the computer at the house and I like stuck my finger in my belly button, came up behind him and wiped it on his upper lip. No, <laughs> no. And he, it was obviously the grossest thing that's ever happened to him. Um, but he said he couldn't get it off. Cause it was like, it was like waxy and like water would beat up on it. <laughs> literally my a nightmare well you said belly button so i thought i would yeah indulge. cool i won't be able to sleep tonight just thinking about belly button juice rubbed on my upper lip well you're welcome thank you i'm so glad i did this uh, yeah. <laughs> all right all right uh well let's do some quick takes andy yep sounds good okay uh it looks like i'm first so What's one thing you need every day? Well, water. A bottle of water. No, that, that's not even true because I'm really slacking on hydration. Um, air. Next question. <laughs> okay, Just cool. Kidding. I like how these. No, uh, no air. No. Um, one thing I need every day for real. Um, just my family, man. Like I love. Like at the end of the day, coming home to my wife and my 11, 11 month old daughter is just like. I really need that. Like, is it so get caught up in like work and business and all this stuff. And like, just coming home to that is just like the most fulfilling life giving thing ever. To safe space. Yeah. I get it. Also air. Cause and air. I would die. and water. Yeah. yeah. You need water. And water. Right. Yeah. Okay. Perfect okay. Hold segue. on. We, uh, yeah. we got to go to, uh, Taylor. Yeah. What's your, Oh yeah. No, I mean, not the copy my brother but yeah my fiance and just like yeah my fiance and Aaron water <laughs> <laughs> that was literally copying <laughs> he's like not to copy Josh in any way uh, yeah. but air <laughs> water in my family <laughs> I hope that's how this whole thing goes uh, yeah. favorite snack um, favorite snack I like oh, shoot almonds Almost. The combination yeah. of air and water. Yeah. <laughs> Ice. <laughs> Ice. <laughs> Almond, almonds is your favorite snack? Almonds, for sure. So, like, is that, almond, you, say, is that you say in New York? Almonds? 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 No. Almond yeah. Joy? Do you like Almond Joy? Like the candy no, bar? No. No, just straight almonds. Straight almonds to the face. <laughs> like the Almond Brothers band? Do you guys like them? <laughs> uh, Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what my go-to is. I guess just crackers. <laughs> I'm just big saltines. Florida crackers. I'm a big uh, chip guy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love chips too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying chips to think of my go-to snack. What kind of chip though? So besides just any chip or is there a certain chip? No, no, no. I'm very particular in chips. I like kettle cooked chips. That's my go-to, like the the Cape Cod. The yeah, those are good. 
the cracked like, black pepper. Not bad. I like those ones. It's my crack. Andy? Where is your happy place? My happy place? Mm-hmm. At his um, parents' house next to the fire with his brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's at home or in the mountains. I love the mountains. Okay. But uh, home, the home, home is my favorite. Are you, And your brother, is mine, he going to say the home mine, is mountains? No. <laughs> no, mine's definitely like there's a certain road around here, like motorcycle ride, like on this on this particular road down the road i feel you on that one what shows or books are you into right now um shows uh right now we're watching a uh, silicon valley or silicon valley on hbo it's amazing which I, I love it more than it's so funny we're, yes. we're not like not me and Josh. no me and my <laughs> wife how far into it are you with. we're in um season four right now jin yang is my favorite by dude far. he's my favorite <laughs> he's so funny him and eric yeah. back and forth are the best yeah <laughs> jin yang uh, yeah. we so still that's, do that's that to I'm this day right yeah okay Mine's probably uh, we can't hear him matthew, at all matthew mcconaughey's new book it's good oh, yeah, yeah. Book. it's so good yeah. Are you listening to it though? It's way better if you listen to it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's so great listening to it. Yeah, cuz it's him and it's crazy. We read uh 12 books last year. Well, I did. Dylan read about 3 or 4 or something like that. But one of them was um Matthew's book and it was I think it was our favorite, right? Yeah. I yeah, think was, I think we said that. Good. Yeah. Um 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 oh, and if if uh, I don't know when this comes out. I can't remember exactly, but if you haven't seen or started Archive 81, do it. I finished it. It's like, is it one season or two? It's one season. Okay. Yeah. Then we're almost done with it. It's great. I finished great Ozark show. yesterday too. Ozark gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> that, no. I feel that. It's stressful. Yeah. Extreme Ownership by Jacko Willing. I, I've been into That's that. That's a book? As well. Yeah. Okay. Extreme Ownership is the name. Like this hardcore marine, yeah, he's. he's I've heard of him. Yeah, he has a podcast. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't have a podcast now? Podcasts are lame, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually starting a podcast next month, so that's. <laughs> Your brother will probably start one right after you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have the next question: sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> sunset yeah okay. i'm with you what advice would you give your 20 year old self don't date her <laughs> nice 20 year old self um it's it's okay to pee sitting down sometimes that's that's true in the middle of yeah. the night is the best time to do that too <laughs> to not wake anyone up Right. <laughs> and not miss. Usually you yeah, yeah. most of it. End up peeing on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Andy, finish her off. Oh yeah. What's for dinner? Um 
got it looks like chicken swan. Everyone's packing up food right now, so I guess it's done. <laughs> I kind of missed that. You guys missed dinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got a fire going. Yeah. yeah. Moore's maybe. good company. It was Roasted fun. almonds. Yeah. Roasted almonds. Almonds. <laughs> well, thanks for doing this with us, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, the shop yeah. looks awesome. We love the marketing. You guys are doing great work. Uh, I'm actually going to be in Florida within the next month or two with m and I'd love to come by if you guys Dope, are open yeah. to that. Why don't you uh, come on my podcast? All right. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Can I yeah. wear a sweater and put sweet glasses on? Yeah, sure. We got a okay. whole wall of sweaters. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Go eat dinner. Have a good night. And uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. It's good to meet you guys. Later, guys. Thanks for the talk.